and uh, two uh, Jewish. Uh, one is uh, a man who fought. Hi, this is Mark Ruffalo, and you're listening to WGXC 90.7 FM, Acra. The Community Soup Night returns to Left Bank Ciders in Catskills this coming Thursday. And this coming Thursday, the Soup Night benefits WGXC turnout Thursday between 5 and 7 p.m. for the Community Soup Night at Left Bank Ciders, there will be at least one vegetarian soup and several different flavors of soup and all kinds of flavors of cider. Tom DiPietro and Cella Graham will be broadcasting live on WGXC Afternoon Show, and DJ Yeshi will also be playing music, too. Turn out this Thursday between 5 and 7 p.m. for Community Soup Night at Left Bank Ciders in Catskill. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Upstate Films, where membership provides access to world-class cinema, first-run feature films, art house films, live music, and more. Plus, advance notice of close-up series conversations with directors and actors and other special events at the Star Theater in Rhinebeck, the Orpheum in Socrates, and traveling around the Hudson Valley. Information at upstatefilms.org. That's upstatefilms.org. WaveFarms WGXC is made possible in part by the generous support of Christina Bonsack in Germantown, New York. WGXC monthly supporters care deeply about Creative Community Radio. Their generosity and investment keep this unique station viable. You too can become a monthly supporter by going to wgxc.org donate and establishing a donation at the amount of your choosing. We hope you will do so. Thank you so much for your support. and welcome to dim the lights with jenny and amanda i'm amanda i'm jenny and we are a twice a month radio talk show about movies we're here every second and fourth tuesday of the month from 7 to 8 p.m we get on the old airwaves to talk about movies. We pick a theme every episode, and then we watch movies around that theme and get over here to talk about them. <laughs> it's a lot of fun for us. We hope it's fun for you, too. Before we get into our theme for the night, we're going to tell you about what's playing in the local theaters. I'll start and tell you about what's playing in the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York. We have... Oh, my. Oh, my. My internet's going slow. Oh, we have... No. Okay. Mean Girls, the musical, a new twist from Tina Fey is what the poster <laughs> says. <laughs> that wasn't me being creative. <laughs> Wonka, the people love it. They really do. <laughs> I know. I'm curious now yeah. because people love it. And Night Swim, a new James Wan horror movie. You can find out more about Showtimes at WyndhamTheater.com. That's W-I-N-D-H-A-M Theater.com. All right, now I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Crandall Theater over in Chatham. We have Smoke Sauna Sisterhood, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, The Secret Life of Pets, uh, The Last Waltz, Fallen Leaves, Common Ground, The Boy and the Heron, The Color Purple, and Ferrari. And if you're interested in any of those movies, head on over to CrandallTheater.org to find out the showtimes. Amazing. I was going to tell you about what's playing at the Madison Theater in Hudson. That's the newer one. Um, but it looks like it's already kind of out. No. <laughs> oh, um, no. I even think that last time we were on the airwaves, it was kind of out as well. Um, I I don't know why, but uh, there is... Something's gone wrong. Scheduled. <laughs> so instead, um, I will tell you about what's playing at the Spotlight Theater in Hudson. That's also on Fairview Avenue. We have Night Swim, The Boys in the Boat, Anyone But You, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Migration, Wonka, 
And that's it. You can find out more at thespotlighttheaters.com, and you can select Hudson from the drop-down menu. All right. While we're in Hudson, let me tell you about what's playing over at TSL, uh, also known as Time and Space Limited, for those who don't know. (laughs) We have Casablanca. We also have Anatomy of a Fall. And uh, last but not least, we have Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious. And if you're interested in those specific showtimes, you can head on over to timeandspace.org. Gorgeous. Uh, I'm fresh out of theaters to tell you about, so you're going to have to keep going on this one. (laughs) Please allow me to continue. It is my pleasure to do so. All right. So now we're going to head a little bit further south to the Upstate Films location, starting with the Star Cinema, which is the location in Rhinebeck. So we have this week, All of Us Strangers. Poor Things, Ferrari, Smoke Sauna Sisterhood, Sweet East with director Sean Price Williams and writer Nick Pinkerton, and Fallen Leaves. And then heading across the river to the upstate location in Saugerties, also known as the Orpheum Theater, we have Maestro, Wonka, The Boy and the Heron, The Mean Girls Musical, Ferrari, and have you got it yet? The story of Sid Barrett and uh, Pink Floyd. Fun. <laughs> Fun. Uh, and if you're interested in any of those showtimes, you can head on over to upstatefilms.org and they will tell you when to go see them. Amazing. Well, Jenny, tonight we are talking about 2023. It's 2023 wrapped. We're talking about all the movies that we saw, hated, Ooh. loved, want to see still that came out in the year 2023. Also, we're going to add in, you know, our favorite movies that were not made in 2023 that we saw. It's true. In 2023. I love. We are after the Golden Globes, before oh, the true. Oscars. So true. I heard that the Golden Globes spot. were a mess. <laughs> I also heard that. I did not watch them. <laughs> I find it kind of pleasurable that um, in general, uh, awards shows are not getting good ratings. Yeah, totally. Um, they don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> they don't know what to do anymore. The world has changed. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that a lot of direct to streaming has has changed. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Um, and then also just the the farce of it all. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but of course, I'm still charmed and i love to see i love to see what won what didn't uh, i love who, who love gave a, a weird speech right gave. i was gonna say love a good acceptance speech love a funny accept, acceptance speech also yeah <laughs> um i did not watch them but i heard that they were a, a real mess yeah I'm totally very curious yeah they usually are i mean of course we can never come back from the slap <laughs> I was like, what is she gonna say um, I was like, oh and okay. i mean like i don't want to come back yeah 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 no totally it's fun that was it's entertaining. Such a thrill. Yeah. Such a bring thrill. It, bring back the slap, actually. I, it's got to be so strange to be a celebrity at all and then to be in a room full of other people that are that famous. It's so weird. It's <laughs> so weird. It's such like theater. Yeah, it really is. Um, I'm excited yeah. to talk about this year in movies. Same. You know what the first movie of 2023 that we saw was? What? It's Megan. Oh! <gasps> You're right. We went together. We went together. And and that is one of the first new releases of 2023. Yeah, you're so right. I totally... I didn't know until I looked it up. M. Thregan feels like it happened to me 10 years ago. I am different now. I am too. (laughs) Everything's different. The world has changed. Um, It really has. (laughs) Which kind of leads me to maybe jump right into like, what were your favorite horror movies? Or least favorite horror movies. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you asked. Honestly, I was thinking about this a lot because obviously for those of you who have listened to this show multiple times, you know, Amanda and I are both big horror fans. So we do a lot of themes around horror. I feel like I missed a lot of the big ones this year. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there were a lot of um, like big franchise movies. There were for like, sure. Like The Nun 2. The Nun <laughs> or 3. 3. <laughs> the Nun 2. <laughs> Um, there was a new Insidious movie, exactly. something about a red door. There was Saw X. I have not seen Saw 2 through 9 yeah. or Jigsaw or Spiral. But I'm going to be honest, having um, 30 minutes before this show looked through the list of every mm-hmm. American release of 2023, I think that you saw all the important ones. Yeah, I'm sure 
I mean, Megan was pretty great. Megan was pretty but great. But I, I think our favorite of 2023, 2023 will probably be the same. And Is that's it? Evil Dead Rise. Oh, I forgot about Evil Dead. Yeah. I was thinking about Talk to Me. Oh, duh. <laughs> oh, my God. This is an O. Henry Gift of the Magi situation. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where I wow. sold my um, Sam Raimi collectible cards to buy you the talk to me hand. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. This metaphor is not the great. Chain, but the chainsaw, the chainsaw for, the hand. for the hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Excellent point. But yeah, um, Evil Dead Rise absolutely rocked my world too. Do yeah. you want to start there? Well, yeah, because I guess they serve really different purposes, yeah. right? Like Talk to Me was so, so good. And it really tried to keep its foot off of the trauma gas pedal mm -hmm. yeah. as much as it could. It could have done more. Yeah, <laughs> true. But it was so, so good. It's um, such a fun and gross and like genuinely frightening movie, which the more, I mean, the older I get and the more scary movies I watch, like I'm definitely... I'm still a weenie and I will always be a weenie, but it's harder for me to feel scared during a horror movie than it yeah. used to be. And so Talk to Me was really thrilling because it genuinely made me feel kind of sick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was, that was a great movie. Um, what are their names? The Philippu Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, just, I was going to try to I remember what their first names uh, are. For those who don't know, it's a production from New Zealand? New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> um, made by two brothers who have only ever made stuff for YouTube before. So it was their newcomers to the big screen. And it is a about a young woman who's lost her mother. And there is a party game, quote unquote game, going yeah, around real. where you touch a haunted hand and you see <laughs> dead people and they... You invite them in and they talk through you. It's an allegory for addiction and uh, social media. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It's like a very fun, um, like, fear of teens, fear of possession. Yeah. <laughs> like, it has, it. it's really gross and very visceral, mm -hmm. um, but, like, also has some... I don't know bring some like interesting new energy to the possession to the possession genre totally which is like very it's kind of tired these days you see a lot of conjuring type movies where people exactly. are just getting thrown around the room and this was a very like a much more psychological possession yeah and um, um yeah yeah the like a good story about I feel like I don't see a lot of movies anymore, or at least maybe because I'm not seeing a lot of teen movies, but it's about peer pressure. Oh, totally. Like yeah. The dangers of There's peer pressure. There's not much peer pressure in teen movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, <laughs> it's totally about peer pressure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like so and fun. and not taking things that are quite dangerous seriously. Um. Yeah, totally. That's why it's it's like it has this funny like fear of teens energy where it's yeah. like these teens are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they're just doing wild stuff that because I would they, never because do. their friends are because doing their it. Friends are doing it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so that was my that's what I listed as my favorite twenty twenty three horror personally. No, but that's a really good point. That would probably be also my favorite. Also with. Evil Dead, Evil Rise, Dead Rise, which is yeah. just fun. And that's oh, something so fun. I, we both crave so much. Just a simple, bloody, yucky movie. Yeah, totally. And as we talked about on the show after we first saw it, um, I like I thought the trailer made it look kind of dumb. Yeah. So I went in with low expectations, which was it's always a good thing. Yeah. With horror, especially. Totally. Um, but it had for those of you who don't know who, and you can't you don't know from the title, it is a another story within Sam Raimi's evil dead world, another possession story, but it has a lot of the classic Raimi humor, gross mm -hmm. humor. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's a really successful, like threading of the needle between the original evil dead movies and the remake from a couple of years, <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Heartbreaking. So sorry. Wild. So sorry to tell you Dang. it's from 2013, um, which is very, it's pretty humorless and really gross and really intense. And it's, and it's good because of that. Like yeah. it has, it has like a very intense horror vibe to it. And this evil dead rise from 2023 really feels like a meeting between those two things where it has a lot of the kind of like silly slapstick, um, you know, one-liner energy yeah. from the original Evil Deads, but also has like genuinely frightening and horrifying scenes that are invoked by the 2013 remake of the Evil Dead. Exactly. Like the humor of, you know, if we 
can shrink it down into like the idea of slipping on a pool of blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of the other horror that I saw from 2023, I did not find good. Yeah. We're talking the boogeyman. Oh yeah. I also watched the boogeyman. Last voyage of Demeter. Oh, I know. Uh, the exorcist, the be- believer, believer. Whatever. Yeah. Terrible. I did. That's what I heard. I didn't see it. And it's, they brought back the original actress who played the mom oh um, not even linda blair we couldn't get linda well, blair no. oh spoiler we alert. also get linda blair. we get linda blair and they really underutilized classic um both of those actors and characters it was terrible uh what else did i see that sucked <laughs> oh socks socks <laughs> oh I was like, what socks, socks about? Is <laughs> it about good, haunted it? socks? That uh, is a movie that I'd like to see. Yeah, I know, exactly. For those of you young filmmakers out there, please make me yeah. a movie about haunted socks. It's like, you think, how could you biff a, a Saw movie? That's interesting because I hear can. people liked it, but not Amanda. I didn't like I it. I mean, I trust you more. <laughs> I mean, like, those movies are all trash. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether you like trash or not. Yeah, and totally. this was just not as good trash <laughs> i think the character of jigsaw was like they're trying to you know he's the main character they're trying to like it. make him like good kind of right yeah, and yeah. I'm like he's Don't. not good <laughs> just let Don't him be bad stop it it's fine stop. yeah um so that's my 2023 yeah. wrap up for horror <laughs> that's it uh anyways that's it open the book close the book yeah yeah i am um, people there was a really big buzz around that uh Argentinian horror movie mm-hmm. when evil lurks I still haven't seen that I thought it was a really cool idea another yet another possession story we're in the era of possession we for are. a while we were stuck on zombies yeah we got a couple vampire comedies mm-hmm. this year with oh Renfield tr- I know I would I would like the vampire comedy to end I would too night. it's not funny it's, it's not, not funny. funny to get seriously it's horny and weird and gross it's not it's funny sexy and disgusting <laughs> It's not funny at all. <laughs> uh, so we got that, but really we're in the we're in the era of possession. Yeah, we are. And it's fine. But you can be bad about you can be dumb about That's it. That's true. And when Evil Works um had a really cool concept where it was almost partially zombies, um, like people who are possessed are called rottens and everybody mm. knows about them mm-hmm. and if somebody if you have a rotten in your area things start to go wrong oh, your crops die um and there's all these rules about it like you can't move them mm-hmm. you kind of just have to let them be yeah totally um but they make you want to move them and if you kill them it spreads to you Ooh, i mean that sounds that's like a really fun concept it ha- yeah, yeah it had some amazing concepts i didn't love the execution i thought the main character was really really hard to like and that's mm. not always a problem but in this it felt it like it took away from yeah, the movie for insurmountable. me insurmountable yeah uh yeah Man, I gotta watch it. But yeah, that's I mean, that's our horror wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> we both I mean, M3 again was great. <laughs> it's very silly. Yeah. It was very fun. Megan, great way to kick off twenty twenty. Yeah, truly. Um <clears throat> <sighs> so do you okay. Yeah. I mean, here's some so here's some things that we talked about. We talked about our top tens of the year. We talked about our top tens of old movies yeah. that we've seen for the first time this year. Yeah. Do you want to kind of like start there and branch out or do you want to like start with um, a- another category that you feel strongly about? First, I just want to bring up something I forgot about because maybe it's kind of horror, but not really. Yeah. Take me there. We got to talk about another movie of very early 2023, Knock at the Cabin. <gasps> I really. Okay. I loved it. I lo- oh my god, I thought it was great. I don't think we ever talked about. Did we it. not ever talk about it? I don't it? think we did. I also really liked it. I thought and it I, was great. I felt like I was surrounded by people who were not interested in it. No, and I, found I thought it, it was to- an excellent Shyamalan return to form. So- oh my god. Okay. Wow. This is. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a knock at the yeah. cabin. A movie from earlier this year. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard of it, it is an M Night Shyamalan movie um, adapted from a novel written by. A guy whose name I know, but it's not coming to me. Because you read the book. Because I read the book. Yeah. And I I genuinely, this is a rare opinion, think the movie's better than the book. 
That's right. You know what? We did talk about it because I remember you saying that. And I also want to correct. I said earlier, a return to form for Shyamalan. There's never been an exit from form. And I'm sorry that I said that. <laughs> it's okay. There was, I, I mean, there away. were a couple weird movies in the middle. Like The Happening. I still haven't seen it, but nobody likes it. No, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> but you know, old was his real big, Ima- big comeback. <laughs> Imagine trying to believe that Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel are a couple. Insane. Yeah, Absolutely. That's insane. the happening Sometimes we make mistakes. Yeah, it just... Yeah. yeah oh my god but yeah knock at the cabin that's also that is up there for me as one of my fave horror i mean quote-unquote horrors it's kind yeah. of like an existential dread movie exactly a thriller let's a thriller, say but yeah. it's about a couple and their daughter um staying in a cabin getting away for a while on a little vacation and three three four, four strangers mm-hmm. show up at the door and they say uh, you don't know any of us. We're not here to hurt you. But if one of you don't kill the other or kill yourself, the world will end. As a sacrifice. Somebody yeah. must make a meaningful sacrifice here in order to avert the apocalypse. Yeah. And every time you decide not to, one of us will kill ourselves. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, and at first you're like, who are these crazy are we people? to believe these yeah. people um and i'm not gonna say more but i thought it was real fun i'm always hungry for a disaster movie mm-hmm. and this had a little bit for me to chomp on just a little taste but uh, not, also like not too much because i think no. that is that's a very delicate balance beam to walk on for this particular story exactly so you can't show too much Mm-mm. yeah linking knock at the cabin at the beginning of 2023 all the way to the end of 2023 with um uh oh my god leave the world behind oh yeah we talked about it neither of us loved it (laughs) but um i felt i said on our last show that i felt like that had a lot it took a lot of inspiration Mm -hmm. from m night Shyamalan. um kind of bare bones similar in a way to family or you know not two families but yeah two families in leave the world behind and not trusting each other. Mm. Maybe the world is ending. Right. Uh, And then there was a lot of scenes in that movie that were shot very much in a Shyamalan way. A lot of long conversations with close-ups on Mm -hmm. people's faces. Yeah, totally. Monologues and like kind of interesting, weird camera movements. But with Shyamalan, it feels really earned in this way where it's like, this guy has been making weird movies with cam- with like the camera being another character for years yeah and this one uh, like leave the world behind felt very much like why though yeah it, uh, <laughs> for it was, what reason it was a silly, <laughs> it's silly hard movie. for me to understand why you had the camera do that silly movie i rewatched the village with my mom oh, over christmas that's so nice it was great yeah great uh, people dunk on that movie because they think the twist is dumb i don't think the they're twist wrong is dumb. The, the the village rules yeah the those people so good. need to rewatch it because there is twists within twists they also need to open their hearts to the possibility of love in my <laughs> opinion <laughs> that's I how i feel agree um, um all right speaking of people not opening their hearts to the possibility of love meaning you and i what's your most hated movie of 2023 <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's if hard, you have one, there's handy. a lot of movies that I really didn't like. Yeah. I know I'm scrolling real fast trying to figure it out for myself. Um, most hated. Well, I guess so. I'm going to say maybe I'm going to change most hated and answer with what I think is most overrated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take me there. Um, just because there's, again, there's a lot of mm-hmm. movies that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, I did not. That movie, No One Will Save You. That oh, people God. really, really liked Same. that. That was a sci-fi alien invasion so movie straight to um, streaming on Hulu. Yeah. People loved it. I understand why people loved it, especially when like a new movie mm-hmm. of that kind, of that quality comes out to streaming. Everyone's watching it totally. over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I thought it was junk. Yeah, same. Absolute junk. Um, the special effects were terrible again another movie (laughs) that is just pounds in so hard that it's about the trauma of the main character and showing me all of the growth they're going through while they're faced with this horror it's so frustrating because i do okay i do think that 
A couple months ago, very astute listeners will remember that Amanda and I were talking about what the next big trend in movies will be. And we were like, it's going to be aliens. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I think it's happening. And mm-hmm. I think No One Will Save You is like the harbinger <laughs> of what's coming for us. I know. But I mm-hmm. hope so much that we get something better because it's just so it's such a frustrating like exercise and that it's clearly the whoever wrote this movie was like let me challenge myself to make a to make a movie with no dialogue and it's like okay that's interesting in concept but it can't be the only thing that your movie rests on you also have to have you know um, themes and plots and like an idea of some kind and it just feels like it's so so much of it is resting on this like dialogueless script um that it just it really fell so flat for me where I just couldn't like the CGI is a huge problem like the story itself is a huge problem and I felt so disappointed by it because people were so into it that's exactly why I wanted to because there's no movies that I really that I saw that I outright hated yeah same that were made in 2023 there's just movies that I thought weren't good yeah totally you know it was like like, people really like the believer whatever um so for me, it's it's mostly the overrated yeah. movies. I mean, Last Voyage of Demeter was terrible. Yeah, people don't, don't like that. Yeah, though. the Meg Two. <laughs> they're just absolutely like us. God awful. They're just like us for real. Yeah, exactly. Those movies are bad. Everyone yeah. knows they're bad. Um, overrated. <clears throat> okay, take me there. Are we? Is it time? <laughs> is, is it time? <laughs> I might get canceled for this. Are you ready? I'm ready. I want to hear it. Am I the only person alive today that thinks Saltburn is better than Oppenheimer? (laughs) No, it's you and every teenager. I'm not. I'm I'm mostly joking. And I don't think that Saltburn is a better movie at all. I just did not like Oppenheimer. I mean, it's not a crime. Um. I thought it was too long. Honestly, it's been... So, I told you this in person. Yeah. I did not see Barbie or Oppenheimer in the theater. And that robbed me of a lot of the the enjoyment that other people felt. I think seeing both of those movies in the theater added a lot. Absolutely. Um, And both I did not like that much. Oppenheimer yeah too long like really let's do some editing I heard another critic recently who felt similarly about Oppenheimer and I was like oh I'm not alone um (laughs) say that uh Nolan sometimes gets so caught up in like what he can do technically Mm -hmm. that the movie just becomes about that and not about the story and Mm -hmm. that's what it felt like to me Mm -hmm. um there were parts that were thrilling. The test, of course, mm-hmm. is like the pinnacle of the movie. What I did really enjoy about the story is, uh, and I wanted maybe even more impact put on like how the fate of millions and millions of people was decided by like 10 guys in a room. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and that was really special and yeah. fascinating to me um, because it's so horrific. Right. Uh, well, there's that insane line where like the one guy is like, is "Oh, like, take no, Kyoto off the list because I we had a lovely honeymoon yep. there." Yeah, that yeah. scene for me is the most important in the movie. Yeah, totally. Um, because it's so heartbreaking yeah. and yeah, horrible, yeah, yeah. and I I wanted more oomph mm-hmm. for that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> hey, um, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. There's you know sometimes two best friends, one's in Oppenheim. Oppenheim, Oppenheim, Oppenhead. One's an Oppenheimer is a masterpiece, and one is Oppenheimer is fine. Yeah, and (laughs) same thing with Barbie, where I also not necessarily I didn't think that the whole movie was necessarily Mm -hmm. too long, but it felt like like too many scenes just went on too long, and almost like the actors didn't know what to do because it kept going. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Ken toward the end of the movie deciding what to do with himself after it's no longer Mm -hmm. Kendom and it's Mm -hmm. back to Barbie world and he just kind of like throws himself around a room for a while he's like what am I I don't know it just yeah yeah yeah, totally 
it went on too long. There were some great jokes. The radio turning from Indigo Girls to <laughs> um, Matchbox 20 so in fun. the car was great. Yeah. The outfits, obviously, all the archive outfits were incredible. But I'm here to be that big old stinker. Hey, man. Who says That's all right. Oppenheimer and Barbie suck. <laughs> That's that's my um, friend the hater. I know. She's I'm in. so sorry. It's okay. It's not a crime. Uh, I will say, like the shine has definitely come off the rose. The shine, the bloom has come off the rose yeah. for Barbie for me for sure. Like, there's definitely something about seeing both of those movies in the theater that brought a lot of energy to them. Yeah, where it's like, I both seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer this summer were the two times since like I don't know. I was like a kid that the yeah. theater was packed full there were people in every single seat and it was pretty thrilling that's amazing but that isn't like the only thing that matters about a movie well and that's what i feel like i feel sorry for my dumb self for not <laughs> seeing either in the theater because they are two movies that save movies yeah, as they say totally. or you know like yes yeah, seeing so many people who maybe don't normally go to the theater get excited totally. about going to the movies. Yeah. that's so special and that can never change yeah that's all right huge so I really had a had a very specific experience. Yeah, totally. Not, but yeah, you're not alone. Lots of lots of people do not care for either of those movies. You're not alone. Do you think that Oppenheimer is going to win Best Picture? I don't. But I, hmm. it's it's also not my favorite movie of the year. But it's top three. I do think it's one. I think it's one of the best movies of the year for sure. Nice. In my opinion. Nice. But I'm merely just some guy who also I'm like I'm genuinely like very interested in that period of history. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like the I, I kind of knew I knew before I saw it that I was going to be really into it because I love that. Like I find the eternal battle for a man's soul to be endlessly fascinating absolutely and it's like i feel like the movie could have been more about that you know i don't know like, i guess i felt it I, I found it to be so moving that i don't know what what more i per, i mean it's hard for me to put myself there because i'm like i found it to be incredibly moving yeah. and an incredible exploration of that but i also can understand why somebody wouldn't feel that way yeah um but for me, I do. I genuinely think it's a masterpiece. And like the more time that passes since I've seen it, I'm like, Oppenheimer, it's, like, it's great. It in. <laughs> yeah. I know it's so funny because it's like the complete opposite yeah. for me. Where I like at this point, I watched it uh, like before Christmas, mm -hmm. so mid December. And um, at this point, I can't because I didn't write it down. I can't even remember exactly why. Yeah, totally. I, what did like, all hit. the specific things yeah. that didn't hit because I had them in my head when I first saw it and now I'm just like, I don't know, it was know. too long. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I I liked uh Lil Albert Einstein. Yeah, yeah. It is also the kind of movie that like I and I don't think that this like takes away from it as a piece of artwork, but it is the kind of movie that if I hadn't seen it in a theater, I would have had a really hard time sitting through it at home. Yeah. And like I I think that's like, you know, like maybe the movie could be more exciting and that's part of the problem. Maybe it's too long. But I think for me, I am just a person who also needs to be in a, like a situation where it's dark, it's quiet, my phone is away. Yeah. I am like engaged with the material the entire time. And like for me in the theater, it like flew past. Like yeah. I was not thinking about the time passing at all. I was engaged the whole time. But like... I mean, maybe that is a failing of the movie that it doesn't work at home. Yeah, movies are made for the theater. Yeah, but I also, I mean, I think it <laughs> is. They some, should be. There's something to be said for like, you know, a movie that is. I think there's also. It's just kind of like it's doing a different project where it is a movie that requires like a certain level of, um, like, intense attention that like I simply cannot access when I'm at my house. Yeah. Like, there's no way. And I you will know? say, like, I felt like it was far too long and in need of editing but i didn't think it was boring yeah totally. like i didn't love it yeah like people do but i did not think it was boring yeah totally it was, that was not my gripe yeah for sure god i love a courtroom drama <laughs> well did you see anatomy of a fall i did see anatomy of did you yeah oh my god yeah so you're gonna talk about anatomy last of a weekend fall? i caught up on two big ones <laughs> of 2023 i watched saltburn <laughs> and I watched Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start with Anatomy of a Fall so we can save dessert for later. I loved it. <laughs> Me too. I thought it was it's, excellent. I want to get a haircut like the hot lawyer. I know. That's, that's you should. I'm I know. <laughs> um, Anatomy yeah. of a Fall is 
French? It's a French movie. Justine Triette is Triette. the uh, director, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a French movie. A lot of it is spoken in English because mm-hmm. our main character is a woman named was it Sandra. I can't remember her name. The actor oops sorry but she is german so and she's married to a french man in the movie and she's still working on her french um but she's fluent in english so Mm -hmm. she speaks a lot in english um and it's about her husband dies from a fall off of a balcony of their chalet they live in france um and the only potential witness is their son who is blind and who also was not really there mm-hmm. for um, whenever the event took place. And truly the rest of the movie is a courtroom drama mm-hmm. about this woman and her son dealing with um, uh, her being a suspect for murder yeah. for the husband. And um, I thought it was beautiful. I thought, like yeah courtroom dramas can be boring for some i did not think this movie was boring it's in the thrilling least. yeah um it is you know about a relationship being put under a microscope mm-hmm. and how any of us could look like we maybe murdered our partners totally. um yeah and i loved it i loved it too it's such a great movie i mean like a lot of it is about whether or not she's guilty for like having pushed him out the window but ultimately like all movies of this caliber it's like it doesn't really matter whether she did it or not it's about this whole circus and like her her relationship with her husband and what it was like and what was going on with them yeah and her relationship to her son who is still alive like the the two of them having to deal with the fallout of this oh it's so the actor who plays the son is incredible so good he's so good apparently it took them six months to find the actor to play him because he's got such a big role um and yeah uh i'm gonna spoil can i spoil a little bit bit. if you don't want um this movie spoiled please turn the channel (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah, so the outcome of the trial is that she's deemed innocent. Again, it does not matter whether or not she is, but I think we're so programmed from stupider movies to be getting this like scene of exhibition yeah. later, exposition later, yeah. where it tur- like we find out what happens. Yeah, totally. Movie she's like, let me explain. Yeah. Chris was like, I'm so salt burn pills. <laughs> I want the twist to be explained to me in incredible, excruciating detail. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but the the beautiful, like the scene that I loved at the end when, you know, she's celebrating with her lawyers mm-hmm. after the win and her lawyer friend who's like been hitting on her the whole movie <laughs> um, is like, how do you feel? Or like, are you, are you happy or whatever? Yeah. And she's like, well, you if you lose, you lose. But if you win, it's like she just her husband's still dead. Right. Totally. It's she like, and just it, goes back to her life. Right. Totally. She's like, nothing has changed for me except my husband is dead and I'm no longer on trial. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. And that. Yeah. I mean, to me that I, I don't think she did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. Um, yeah. yeah. It's such a it's such a like thoughtful nuanced movie and like we just i just don't really make them like that in this country yeah they really don't (laughs) do you think it's gonna win best foreign picture probably yeah it won the golden globe for that yeah yeah i think so too um saltburn saltburn (laughs) while we're here (laughs) an emerald fennel film um amanda it's emerald fennel is it really it really is okay (laughs) well emerald fennel i'm sorry but here in the house of dim the lights with jenny and amanda we both think you're dumb dumb yeah um she's a hack but it's okay (laughs) i this movie i thought was better than promising young woman strong agree um the first two-thirds of the movie i was like i don't know what people are talking about this movie's it's like pretty fun (laughs) it's like a pretty fun movie so barry cogan (laughs) plays a a student at oxford university who is on scholarship who becomes obsessed with a very handsome wealthy student named felix uh they become close and um 
Oliver, who's Barry Cogan's mm-hmm. character, is invited to stay at Felix's family's mansion, which is called Saltburn. It's that's how big of a mansion mm-hmm. is. It has its own name. Uh, he's invited to stay for the summer, um, and he slowly weeds his way into the life of this family and takes it over. And I do love, I. I love that kind of story. Oh, same. Like somebody totally. slowly poisoning yeah. and like, and we, yeah. Like, like a fish out of water story, but where the fish is very bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A talented Mr. Ripley. A talented Mr. Ripley. There's We're a, both talented Mr. Ripley heads. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh, European, I can't remember from where, maybe Swiss. There's a European, European movie called Borgen. Mm. That's very similar mm-hmm. that I love, but with kind of like a magical realism aspect yeah. to it. But I love that kind of story. Um, when he sees Felix jerking off in the tub and then goes in after to drink the bathwater, I was like, this movie's great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, okay. Um, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Literally same. My, I have multiple problems with this movie my one of my bigger problems is that it's actually too tame like yes. I kept hearing people yes. complain about that scene and I was like I did not realize that there was bathwater involved I thought it was we can't actually talk about this on the radio we probably have to stop yeah but I thought it was nastier and I when I watched it I was like that wasn't that nasty no it's not there's like a few <laughs> nasty things if you're mild yeah. but if you're wild it's just great it's yeah and it's exciting and then it just gets I mean, as we referred to earlier, the movie ends with the dumbest scene of being like, let me explain to you this one character. And by that, I mean you, the audience, how I did everything. And I'm like, you idiot. I already know. I already know. It's I so, already know. It's so crazy. The end of the movie treats the audience like you didn't know Oliver was a good guy the whole or you thought Oliver was a good guy this whole time. But actually, he's terrible. Yeah. And it's like, no, his weird actions <laughs> I, I <laughs> told know. me that he was really terrible. Like, like I can a total see what little he's freak. doing. Yeah. And there are certain <laughs> things that I would have been OK with them. Totally. Revealing. Like when they when. So at a certain point, Felix Oliver's spun this story to Felix that his parents are addicts. Mm-hmm. His father's died when he fell when he was drunk recently. That's one of the reasons why Felix invites him to Saltburn is mm-hmm. because he thinks that his dad has recently passed yeah. away. Um, and there's a scene where Felix is like, let's go visit your mom. And it's supposed to be a surprise. Oliver's like, no, 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 no. And of course, as soon as that starts to happen, I'm like, yeah, your parents are not only alive. And not addicts. They're, they're nice. really nice. <laughs> they're and nice they're middle class people. Middle class people. <laughs> yeah. um, we all probably knew that. Mm-hmm. I like seeing a little bit of it is fine. That yeah. scene, I'm like, that's good. Totally. This is a good turn. Yeah. We needed this Great. to move the plot forward. Totally. We needed Felix, a reason for Felix to be like, I hate you. Because yeah. obviously that's going to set things yeah, up. Totally. Oliver's going to go nuts. He's going to go hard. That's a good, <sighs> that's a good uh, instigator. Spoilers again. Felix is obviously killed by Oliver. Um, And I didn't need to know how that happened. Mm -hmm. That would have been fine with me. But everything else, I'm like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, Yeah. It's it's just a movie that feels really incoherent. (laughs) Like, it has... I mean, this was a very similar problem with Promising Young Woman, where it's like, it's a movie that thinks that it has ideas... But the ideas don't really go anywhere and it doesn't really have any payoff and it feels very like, I don't know, like the there's some things I really enjoyed about Saltburn, which is that it's like it is really horny and weird. It's like a movie about a, like a freaky little guy who's like a total monster. Yeah. And like I love that's always going to hit for me, but it just feels so dumb. <laughs> like it just doesn't. It has well, all it- like is because it like treats us like we're dumb by yeah. telling us everything and a lot of movies do that yeah. but i'm like it, it feels extra like are you you're doing this because maybe you're also dumb right <laughs> it's a, it's just like it's filmed like an abercrombie and fitch commercial like it's it's it has like a weird aspect ratio for kind of no yeah, reason it's like kind of square it like has it just like has all these weird trappings where it's like oh what does that mean and then it doesn't it doesn't mean anything it means no. nothing like i just remembered the other day there's this line 
that's really interesting where Oliver has just come to stay at Saltburn. They're like having breakfast. It's like weird and complicated because he doesn't understand like the social mores of having like servants. Um, And then I can't remember one of the members of the family is telling a story about like somebody who has a doppelganger and like the doppelganger kills the original person. Mm -hmm. And while the story is being told, you see somebody who looks exactly like Jacob Elordi, who's Felix, walk behind him in the window and then nothing ever happens. And it's like, it's just like... I didn't even notice that. I noticed it because I'm obsessed with doppelganger. So I was like, all right, where's the doppelganger in this well, movie? they're talking about... Oh, they're talking about a famous person. Right. Um, who died. And they're talking about the the maid of this famous person saw... Oh, right. Who they I thought don't remember what the story was, was the doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. And then little did they know that person had just died or something right. like that. Right, right, right. And it's like Very. this weird, it's like, ooh, is it the ghost of Jacob Elordi walking past because he's going to die later? But it's like, it has no basis in the story. Like, there's no, it's not resonant with anything else. It's like truly just a story about a freaky little guy who's middle class who comes in and starts killing really rich people for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's not like obsessed enough with Felix either, despite all of these weird little scenes that he does. Like, yeah. he just, like, spoiler alert, he kills him with poison instead of like you know an intimate violent like a cruising style murder yeah like it's so crazy yeah that that truly i was like what do you mean he's not obsessed enough but that is true like the way in which he kills him is not obsessed enough at all make more sense for him to kill every other member of the family and then keep felix alive because he's obsessed with him exactly like it doesn't make any sense for him to kill him first like he doesn't want to be a part of the family yeah he wants to be with felix and it just like doesn't doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense (laughs) and like i don't need it to make logical sense that's not important but it needs to make emotional sense and it absolutely does not it's just like totally incoherent saltburn is whack i had a great time to be clear i enjoyed watching the no it's it's (laughs) it's super dumb yeah I love a lot of dumb movies. I enjoyed Same. it. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, I mean, it's delicious. It's like a tasty, tasty bag of crunchy Cheetos. But it's, yeah, it could have been kept even simpler. Yeah. And been fun. Just, just make it about the creepy little guy. Um, some of the other fun, creepy things that I liked was they have a family tradition of every time someone Mm -hmm. dies they write a name on a rock and throw it in their pond and he takes all the rocks (laughs) which I which I loved I'm like that is what a D-I-C-K move right I had a lot of like out loud laughs during this movie I won't lie to you oh big time it's delightful um (laughs) like I think it's like absolute trash but I you know sometimes trash is great yeah exactly Exactly. it's like pretty I mean we have talented Mr. Ripley at home but sometimes you want to go out to eat yeah (laughs) (laughs) I know the review that I love that it's talented Mr. Ripley ordered from (laughs) wish.com which is 100% true um everyone really loves that murder on the dance floor song right now yeah it's hot it just entered like the hot 100 again and as i texted you after i saw Salburn, we did not see any frontal nudity in oppenheimer oh yeah like we thought we might Mm -hmm. we did see oh a lot of frontal male frontal nudity (laughs) so you tell me which is a better movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my, I don't I don't have much to say about it but my other main critique of Saltburn for Emerald Fennell who is her first movie was called Promising Young Woman and was like a quote-unquote feminist film the female characters in this movie suck they're so one-dimensional they're, they're terrible so bad. absolute garbage so like, truly bad chaotic stuff from Emerald I mean it's kind of what we expected yeah. it to be totally. it's like it's like a silly t- it's like skins but yeah. not good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, had a great time. Was it good? No. No. No, no. it wasn't. But two thirds into it, or two thirds of the way in, was I really there for it? Yeah. I was, it was like, like, yeah, I'm why do people time. think this sucks? I'm having fun. And then yeah. I learned. Uh, I learned why. Yeah. She tried to make a lot of jokes about British people in it, which I'm like, that's fine, but this doesn't really help. No. It doesn't help. Like, I get. That you're making jokes about rich 
British people. That she is a rich British. Rich yeah, British. and so she's <laughs> yeah, trying to be. You know, she's like, I'm know. in my lane. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to jab and like all the like t- horrible, ugly food they're eating mm-hmm. because they're in England. Yeah, and totally. <laughs> what you eat in England is like greasy pie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. That was a. I. I'm so glad we finally got to talk about it. I've been waiting. I've been dying to talk to you about it. I know. Ugh. Saltburn. 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 <laughs> uh, oh yeah. my god, it's so well, funny. Um, I thought that the, yeah, the filmmaking, like absolutely nothing special about it, except I did love the initial walkthrough of the house. Yeah. I thought that was a fun scene. The like Vogue the, 70 questions. Yeah. And like, well, the yeah. camera follows yeah, Felix totally. as he's giving Oliver a tour and you're yeah. just like, wow. It's a big house. It's this crazy. House. Yeah. Has a maze. Huge plus for That's me. true. Love the maze. I know. I wish there was more maze stuff, frankly. Not oh, absolutely. Stuff. And when we finally get into the maze, the night when Felix dies, I'm like, finally, here finally. we go. Could we be wandering in here the maze Here we go. Could and we then be wandering the so... They just go straight in. Straight out. Straight no in. one gets lost. I guess maybe... No, but there would be. Other, I was gonna say maybe they're one of the reasons she chose not to have an intimate killing is mm-hmm. so you don't see it happen when it happens, right. and you just find his body in the next day. But there's one million ways you could have still done that. Yeah, and like I guess the impact of finding him the next day right. is good. And That's I just entertaining. Even but. like some, I don't know, some there. It just left me feeling so. I mean, the whole ending is just so empty. But it was just like I could have gotten on your page here even though like i think the moral of the story is evil <laughs> like yeah. i do i i feel like i could wait what's the moral of the story oh that like middle class people want to kill rich people and it's actually oh, yeah. good because like the rich people are more sympathetic <laughs> like felix is like the most sympathetic character in this movie i know i know i know <laughs> he's, like he's actually good that he wants to like help oliver yeah. and it's like oliver is actually really bad it's like it's what? So... <laughs> so crazy. This is your class satire, bro. Yeah. And then the uh, the only other character who is not actually middle class, but like maybe considered as much, oh is God. also really bad. Yeah, and it has like such a it has. Oh my God, she has such a weird relation to like talking about race. Like it's yeah. so. Oh, it's so. Uh, it's changing. The more it's one of those movies where like the more I think about it, the worse it is. So I know. It's like, just watch and don't think about it. Don't too think much. about it because that's how I had a good time. Yeah, exactly. And I knew like that's like exactly the movie I was looking for. I was like, I want to catch up on a 2023 movie. But I want to watch something that's dumb. Yep. Because it's later in the night and I just want to be silly. Yeah, totally. And that was perfect for it, which is maybe why, like, it was not perfect that I saw Oppenheimer at Mm -hmm. home. Yeah. It was perfect that I saw Saltburn. It's true. After having some delicious stew. I had been thinking about watching it in the theater just because I was like, oh, people are talking about this and I want to watch it so bad. And I know I'm probably not going to like it, but I was like, I can't. I don't I don't know. And so I was so glad that it came to streaming so fast so that I could just watch it at home and not and just enjoy the ride. Have a great time. time. I Uh, often wonder if it's named after that thing that kids did in school where you put salt on a piece of ice on your skin and it burns burns you. Yeah. Um, It's so deep. Yeah. The other movie that mm-hmm. I thought was overrated, yep. but I feel like maybe I need to rewatch it because I feel like maybe I was the dumb dumb mm-hmm. is The Killer. Oh, I still haven't seen David it. David Fincher's I know, I gotta watch The it. Killer. People really loved and people say that those who didn't like it did not get it. <laughs> you just didn't because get it, bro. I They're like, it's a big joke. And I guess maybe I took it too seriously. And I was like, this movie is so self-serious. And I, you know. Yeah. So, but people really loved that movie. I gotta watch it. I do love David Fincher. I wish that he would make movies that go to the theater again Me because too. he's really in the streaming zone right now, and it's like that's fine. But like, when a movie is available to stream on Netflix, I almost never watch it. Actually, I'm like, I want, I want to see the new flick in the theater. It's just more exciting for me. Exactly. So I'm sorry we spent so long talking about Saltburn. No, really don't quick. be sorry. Do you want to tell me your favorites of 2023 and okay. then your favorites that you saw in yes. 2023 that aren't from that year? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to start with my 2023 releases. So my number one of the year, and I've wavered on this a lot because it is a really long, really intense movie, but Killers of the Flower Moon I, when I think about the last scene, it makes me um, want to throw up and cry at the same time. Amazing. Have you seen it? Did I still haven't it? seen it. That is on my... That's, yeah. My other question is things you still want to see that yeah. are from 2023. So that's, that's, la, la, la. that's at the top that's, of my list, yeah. along with Showing Up, the new Kelly Reichardt I movie. I watched that last night. <gasps> 
Can't talk about it yet. Nope, um, not yet. We'll talk about it later. Zone of Interest. I know that's also on my list. Jonathan Glazer, May, yeah. December, Poor Things, and Chicken Run, Donna the Nugget. <laughs> I also want to see Chicken Run, Donna the Nugget. And Iron my, Claw. So I have like a yeah. long list of stuff that I really still want to see. My 2023s I haven't seen yet, but want to. Also, um, The Iron Claw, which I haven't seen. All of Us Strangers. Um, when Evil Lurks, The Zone of Interest. Mm-hmm. And then the, my number one that I haven't seen that I really want to see is this movie called The Taste of Things. Ooh. That's a romantic drama about cooking food. <gasps> and it's supposed to be amazing. I want to see it so bad because I love movies about food. You know what? I did hear about that and yeah. I heard it's great. It's supposed to be amazing. Ugh, the other ones for me that I want to, that are on my still mm-hmm. need to see list are Sisu, which oh, is yeah. a seen super Sisu violent either. Nazi revenge movie. Yeah. And Past Lives. Oh, okay. So are you ready to hop back into my top? 10 of 2023 yes. yeah, 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 yeah. so my number one is killers of the flower moon i have a hard time ranking things so the rest of these numbers take with a grain of salt but my also number one but also number two is past lives which i also saw this weekend yes. um i won't say too much about it i am voting with my heart it made me weep <laughs> i yes. loved it it was beautiful i would highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yet um the remaining list of my top 10 which again the numbers who could say we just don't know are the boy and the heron <gasps> Still also that. made me cry i i put my top three or all the movies that made me cry this year yeah. <laughs> this is how i ranked them um following that all none of which made me cry but i just really enjoyed how to blow up a pipeline mm-hmm. which we That's saw together um oppenheimer which i genuinely think is a masterpiece the holdovers a new movie <gasps> I haven't, that there's I a lot love. of big ones that i haven't seen <laughs> yeah um may december poor things John Wick Chapter 4, and I won't apologize. <laughs> okay, so... I think it rules. <laughs> I did a bad job, which I often do. For someone who has a movie show, I see not a lot of movies. Hey, so uh, there's some huge gaps, including John Wick 4. I'm a big I'm a big John Wick 4 head. I loved uh, it. I thought I it was so good. I didn't even see Fast X. So. Fast X is not very good. <laughs> That's okay. Um, um, my number 10, I think that was 9, who could say... I am I have been waffling on this because like it just feels like the wrong answer but I genuinely really loved Asteroid City. I thought it was amazing. People say it's great too. It was really good. I as a French French dispatch hater, I was not expecting to like it at all and I loved it. I thought it was like really beautiful and moving. Yeah. Um, and I need to get back to my Wes Anderson loving roots yeah. and I need to be proud of it totally. too. Totally. That's my top 10. I have honorable mentions, but I'll let you go first. Well, it's going to not take a long time cuz I there's a lot that I haven't seen. Like yeah. I haven't seen a lot of of the good movies of hey, 2023 so my i have two um how to blow up a pipeline is yes, number bro. one because it's so good incredible it's so good and that's what i kept thinking about after oppenheimer yeah. i was like how to blow up a pipeline is such a better movie <laughs> um and the documentary 32 sounds oh yeah which was just oh. yeah also made me weep it was yeah. so amazing uh, so that's kind of the only two that I have because yeah. I, I there's others that I liked like Evil Dead Rise and Knock mm-hmm. at the Cabin, but I think once I see all of those Some other of those oh and big... Anatomy of the Fall yeah, of the Fall is on there because that was fantastic. Um, but Do for wanna... now I'm missing a lot of the big hey, ones. Man, it's not a crime. My honorable mentions, if you want to know, yeah, are bottoms mm-hmm. <laughs> passages. Um, which is a French know. movie about um, a guy played by Franz Rogowski who's married to a guy played by Ben Wishaw oh, who yeah. has an affair with a woman. Um, and it's just like really like raw and like intense, but like very emotional and like interesting. And I don't know, it just has like a really um, like a really frank attitude towards like sex and sexuality and relationships that I found really moving. Mm. It's not top 10, uh, you know, material for me, but I still really love it. Honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, great. My other two honorable mentions, Bo's afraid, which I thought was really good. Yes. Um, and mission impossible dead reckoning part one. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's on my list of movies I watched. And yes, I, yeah, bro. that movie. It rules. So good. It I watched was it so good when I had COVID a couple months ago and it was amazing. That is the, the movie that I went to see in the theater on Barbenheimer Bro. weekend. I mean, it was a good choice. It's a great movie. I saw pink feathers on the bathroom floor from people's boas, and I did not Barbie see Barbie, but I did but see that movie, and I had a great time. Yeah. Um, All right. Tell me your new, your new to you, twenty twenty. My new to 10. you yeah. is John Woo's The Killer. Yes, bro. That's on my list yeah. too. <laughs> so I saw some big ones for the first yeah, time. This movie. Same. I saw Possession <gasps> for the first time this year. Oh my god. 
Possession. Yes, bro. Repo Man. Yes, bro. And Sorcerer. Yes, those are also all on my list. Not yeah. Possession, but Repo Man yeah. and Sorcerer. And I could choose more. Yeah. I watched a lot of great movies this year, but those are the tops. Hell yeah. Oh my God, incredible. The, the standouts. What about you? Um, So I did 10 because I just can't help myself. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon is my first. Yes. Sorcerer. Shin Godzilla. John Woo's The Killer. Ganja and Hess, which yeah. most of these are movies I've talked about on the show. So. Yeah, same. I mean, um, you know, <laughs> Repo Man, which was my favorite theater experience of 2023, was seeing it for Amanda's birthday. I screened it for my birthday. So good. Um, Certain Women, which I finally <gasps> saw. It's amazing. Starring Lily Gladstone, yeah. recent Golden, Golden Globe winner. Um, Stop Making Sense, which I also hadn't seen. Oh, duh. Amazing. Um, Midnight Run, which I just watched with my parents, and was really fun. I don't know that movie. Uh, it's a really fun, like, buddy cop movie with Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Yes. <laughs> um, and After Hours, which I also saw for the first After time. After Hours is amazing. It's amazing. That's my top ten new to me in 2023. I totally just skirted right over Stop Making Sense, but that was 